0: match week four is in the books another exhilarating weekend of football ethan what'd you make of it
1: yeah again primarily just it's not missing so far game week four another weekend of drama and very surprising results so can't ask for much more so far
0: off the pitch decent weekend
1: you, what you do this weekend, Ethan? not bad i mean well i had to take the sat which is not fun mm, talk but, to us
0: how was the sat how'd you think you did i
1: don't know reading was tough it went the same as like the other sats i've taken mm-hmm. where like reading's tough writing i'm pretty good at like the grammar portion mm-hmm. and then math is insanely easy but then i always do a mm-hmm. lot worse than i thought i did so i don't know we'll see though i, I but, was always an act guy
0: but yeah. um <laughs> Just yeah reading I is have to ever take it
1: again so, yeah. that's the last time.
0: <laughs> well, everybody wish Ethan good luck on his <laughs> scores. When do you get those back? Like two weeks. Two weeks. All right. We will keep the community updated mm. on your SAT scores. Probably not.
1: That's more of a private <laughs>
0: thing. But, yeah. Anyways, Ethan, you have a very exciting uh, Worst Team Wins
1: Fantasy update for us. Yes, I do because unfortunately this was not a worst team type of weekend. Both of these teams performed exceptionally well. Damn it's near perfect. <laughs> I think I think the average this week was like low 50s, maybe like 53 or something. We both pretty substantially You probably me especially
0: like eighty. You probably outperformed like eighty-five percent of
1: the. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, very tough week for me, mostly at the hands of Roberto Firmino, who is my captain. Turn back the years, so all of his points are doubled, and he had a staggering two goals and three assists in this game. So, (sighs) oh, he was your uh. Your, yeah. what's it called? Your, your appointment player. Yeah, my fire. super bust. The super bust? Yeah, wow. No. Yeah, so tough. It went pretty much as bad as it could have gone. And Luis Diaz threw in two goals. Two Heathers, too. I didn't realize he was that good in the air. But both of those were, like, very nice Heathers. But, yeah, that was disastrous. on warm and... for your team this week. <laughs> but, luckily, <laughs> your team also performed exceedingly yeah, well. holy fuck. Mostly uh, due to Erling Holland <laughs> having a hat-trick. Even everyone else just like
0: John Stone's assist, like yeah. fucking uh Erickson got got an assist, I think, for the uh, uh he came out at it, like everyone was on the score sheet. Damn near Darwin Nunez, who you know was suspended Van Dyke was the too. Only one who was sheet. Yeah, Van Dyke, Van Dyke got one of the goals. Everyone was contributing for my team. Literally, I should have picked up like sterling forty two, points two on you this week. <laughs> yeah, sterling two goals. I I should have picked up like forty points on you this week, but Fuck it. I only picked up like ten. Fourteen points yeah. I picked up on you this
1: week. Yes, nonetheless, you did pick up fourteen points, so you did, you know, make some make some ground up. The total overall score now, I have my team, Garnacho Cheese, has hundred and fifty points. His team, Jesus, died for our top ends, has one seventy. So a twenty point gap. Uh, I was thirty four last week, so
0: yeah, still all to play for. You're
1: making progress, yeah. Still, definitely all to play for. And a little fun fact for you, for your, you know, the statisticians out there. My team this week. (laughs) Statistician. I'm sure that's a word, (laughs) or I probably pronounced it wrong. Anyway, my team this week scored more points than in my first three game weeks combined. 77 points this week for my team. In
0: case in <laughs> case you thought he was going to run away with it. Yeah. 7 I had 73 right
1: points in total prior to this and they scored 77 this week. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm very yeah,
0: pleased yeah. with Roberto Perino's performance. I'm hoping, <laughs> hoping that the combination of his performance and Darwin Nuñez's
1: lack of discipline will earn him some more minutes in the future, but we, yeah, like, have we to like we said last week that Darwin Nuñez has so many that Darwin Nunez red card has so many implications. Many and clearly, implications.
0: God knows if he didn't get a red card, I could be down like 100 yeah. points going into this week. Like, who knows? Especially with that 9 0. Like, how much, how much would Darwin Nunez got in on the action? Like, wow. Okay. Yeah.
2: But we get into the
0: action from this weekend, starting off with Manchester City 4, Crystal Palace 2. It starts off early. For the dragons? What are they? Palace? Palace. Eagles. Eagles, thank you. Where'd it. you pull for dragons the Eagles from? <laughs> if there's a dragon on their crest, is it not? Or is it an eagle? It's an eagle. All right. So I'm just completely Mandela affecting that. Anyway. Starts off early for the Eagles. With a fourth-minute goal, fourth goal from John Stones into his own net. Then a Yaqui Manderson header. Yaki Manderson, one of the center backs of the season so far. What a year for him.
1: Yeah, he started out very well. But
0: Man City would not go quietly. 32 minutes later in the 53rd minute, 53rd minute Bernardo Silva pulls one back. And then Erling Holland, Erling Holland, Erling Holland. And the next thing you know, Manchester City take all three points at the Etihad. head. Uh, is Braden still going to defend the controversial Holland take? <laughs>
1: Yes, he is. Oh, God. All right, let's hear it. Here's the thing. Go ahead. Here's the thing. Let me hear this.
0: (laughs) He's still getting nine touches a game. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Three of them are going in the net. All right. It's going to slow down for him. He Mm -hmm. was going to go on a run like this. No matter what, it's going to slow down for him. I'm telling you right now, it's going to slow down for him. It has not, and I look like like an idiot right now. But, you know, I'm not gloating about this pick. Let's just say that. But City going behind, behind no by two breathing. goals even more concerning than my Erling Holland pick. Is City going behind by two goals again? I was I, I was gonna put concerning question
1: mark, but it's definitely concerning. It's really how concerning is this for City? Well it doesn't seem to be that concerning because most of the time they're pulling it back. Yes, they gained against Newcastle. Almost but... every time, yeah. <laughs> But they did against Aston Villa. They did against obviously Crystal Palace. And when they were two down, it's not like they lost against Newcastle. They still drew it back, and they could have easily won the game. They had their chances. So yes, it's listen. It's definitely concerning going down two goals in the game. Is definitely concerning for City. But I mean, I I can't see this as something that is gonna continue for a very long time, uh, mm-hmm. for City and. Listen, if they're pulling out the wins like they are, and I know they didn't win at Newcastle, but that was, you know, a genuinely really difficult game for them because they were outplayed for a lot of that game. When Newcastle went the Newcastle up, game, they Absolutely, deserved yeah. to be 3-1 up. And when City drew back to 3-3, City deserved to draw back to 3-3. Yeah. So, listen, I'm sure that now that it's become you know, a pattern, like, three times, like, you know, it's hard to ignore now. I'm sure Pep will be on the training ground, you know, trying to correct this, but I don't see it as something that City really have to worry about going forward. I see it as just a crack in the dam, I would say.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, it's... The way this sport works is that you can't keep doing this and getting away with it, no matter who you are. It's just not how it works. If they continue to go behind, they will continue to drop points, and they'll only end up with 89, 91 points a season. Will that get them the title this year? You know, Liverpool have been stumbling, and Arsenal are, you know, they're not champion material just yet. Four games into the season, so maybe 91 points does get them uh, them the title. Because in years past it it wouldn't have worked because Liverpool was pulling ninety six ninety seven points and still getting second. But this year, of all years for city to look you know very shaky and potentially dropping points to teams they shouldn't at home too, this would be the year because Liverpool looks shaky, and you know Chelsea, who might have been a contender in recent years, doesn't look that good, so yeah. If there was ever a year for City to kind of stumble a bit and not be perfect Man City, it would be this year. Is it concerning? Yes, it's concerning. It's obviously concerning. This, you know, we've I've watched this team play, this specific Pep Guardiola team for years and this doesn't happen more than once, twice in, you know, half a season. Now it's happened like six times in the last 10 games. Like it's concerning, yes, but They're obviously still quality, and 91, 92 points might still get them the title this year.
1: In a way, it's almost more impressive how they've been going down by two in these types of games and so quickly turning it around. I mean, once Mm -hmm. they get the first goal, its floodgates are completely open. I mean, you saw in the Newcastle game, how quickly after... I mean, Holland drew one back not that long after Trippier's free kick. And then Bernardo Silva's equalizer didn't come long after. Same thing in the Villa game. And obviously in this game, once Bernardo Silva put the first one in, it was just like you said, uh, Holland, Holland, Holland. So it's almost more impressive in a way that they've just been so ruthless after going 2-0 down. But obviously what comes before their comeback is area for concern. Liverpool
0: 9. Bournemouth, zero. Liverpool get the touchdown and the field goal, <laughs> but just missed out on that extra point. Luis Diaz opens the scoring with a header from Roberto firmino crossing in the third minute. Then Harvey Elliott curls a beauty into the left-hand corner. Then Trent Alexander-Arnold. Then a defect- deflected pass finds Firmino. Then Van Dyke. Then Memphis puts it into his own net. Then Firmino pounces on a Travers double save. Then Carvalho strikes a well-hit volley. Then Diaz heads it into the net to make it 9-0. Are Liverpool back in business, or is it
1: just Bournemouth? Well, first of all, going into this game, Liverpool had not won the game yet. they just got absolutely bossed by United. They not only needed a win, they needed a statement win. And cometh the hour cometh AFC Bournemouth. Because <laughs> <laughs> That was that was a gift for Liverpool and in, in their time of need Bournemouth really stepped up to the plate and delivered an absolute horror show of a performance. <laughs> they kept 11 men on the field and conceded nine goals. It's not like the Southampton yeah. ones where they had like red cards early and stuff like that. Like mm. with 11 men they conceded nine goals. It's <laughs> it's quite concerning. <laughs> I and somehow they're not in the relegation it zone. Be. It's hard yeah, to remember, I... but they won their first game of the season <laughs> against Aston Villa. It seems like uh, What does you that know, say for Gerrard's a a men? <laughs> oh my god, yeah. I won't even get into that right now, but yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say that, you know, Liverpool are completely back on track because I don't think they necessarily fully derailed in the first place. Again, just because it's so early in the season. But definitely a win that they very much needed just to get their confidence back, and I'm sure that you know, they'll start to return to their ruthless form just as they did against Bournemouth.
0: I'd have to agree with you. Um it it's more a testament to their mentality. Like if they went out and won this game for nothing, you would have said it's Bournemouth, you know? Yeah. But this is like this is what you call a statement. You you know there are you can't just say it's Bournemouth because not every team does this.
1: Yeah. There are two teams essentially in the league that can do this. You can only beat who you're playing. And if you beat who you're playing 9-0, then it's hard to ignore. <laughs> if people thought that Liverpool dropped out of that S-tier of Premier
0: League clubs in the last three weeks, rest assured they are back into that S-tier. There's, You can't be an A-tier team in this league and beat a team 9-0. Not Doesn't matter who it is, where it is. What they are, what circumstance, especially, especially when your team is completely off form, some of the worst form they've had in like six years. Like, rest assured, Liverpool fans, this team is back. They're back. That's what I'll say. Cause you don't beat a team 9 not 0 without being in that that top tier of teams. Plain and simple. Doesn't matter who it is.
1: Yeah, definitely. I don't think there's too much analysis to go into other than the fact that this was the showing of the Liverpool that, you know, we know, and we know that they can, I mean, maybe not 9-0. I wouldn't have said that, you know, they could beat Bournemouth 9-0 in this game, but definitely just be as dominant as they were. But just getting into some of the (laughs) stuff off the field involving this game, Southampton, you know who of course were (laughs) of course have been subject to nine nil drubbings before offered offered some uh sympathy to bournemouth on uh i think what was it twitter or instagram yeah on twitter i think they said like bournemouth if you ever need to talk just like you know hit us up but they they did that but they also i also saw a clip on their like instagram where it was, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, the Family Guy clip where, like, they're skydiving, and someone asked Peter, like, first time, and he's like, no, no, not my first time. <laughs> and so, <laughs> obviously, you can understand the context. And when I saw the first tweet from Southampton, I was like, you know what, that's pretty funny. Like, they're taking the piss out of Bournemouth, a little bit out of themselves. Like, you know, they got a bit of a sense of humor. And then I saw the other clip on Instagram, and I'm like, okay, you're taking it a bit too far. Like, you lost 9-0 twice in, like, the last, like, three years. You shouldn't be laughing that yeah. much. You can have a yeah. bit, you can have, you know, a little bit of fun, but, like, don't take it too far. <laughs> like, know, know your place, Southampton, because yeah. like, you're not finishing I mean, higher than 15th this season, so. <laughs> Bournemouth, Bournemouth admin already
0: has it tough enough posting the yeah. full-time tweet at the end of that game. Uh-huh. Now he's going to deal with other clubs coming at him, let alone, like, all the other <laughs> Fans in the Premier League just hopping on the the slander.
1: Bournemouth admin has to come up with, like, tweets at halftime when they're down, like, (laughs) 5-0
2: against Liverpool. Arsenal, 2. Fulham,
0: 1. Alexander Mitrovic gets the party started in the 56th minute, taking the ball off of Gabriel, not going to try the last name. Then Cap- Captain Fantastic, Martin Odegaard, in the 64th minute, equalizes. The Emirates roars. And then the redemption arc is complete. Gabrielle, the third one, scores in the 86th minute to s- seal the comeback. Emirates was roaring. I, w- I was on Twitter for uh, quite a <laughs> long time after this game. It was. It was tough. Once you once you start scrolling through like all these fan accounts that are like I don't give a shit if it's Fulham, like, this is not a game we win last year. And then like all these statisticians are like, mm-hmm. Odegaard played more passes today than everybody and their mother, and you're like, Yes, he did. Yes, he fucking <laughs> did. Just how good was Odegaard on Saturday?
1: I mean, he was just <sighs> He controlled absolutely everything and just Just to see him as our captain, too, is just so fantastic. To see our captain just taking over a game, especially in a situation like this where, you know, Arsenal have been dominating the game and find themselves a goal down from a terrible mistake. Just the fact that he can take the game by the scruff of the neck and pull Arsenal back into it. It's just fantastic to watch. And I just can't help but, like, just think back to the fact that we got this guy for 30 million off of Real Madrid and he was and it wasn't like he was like obviously he was a Madrid outcast there pretty much mm-hmm. but he played so well for Real Sociedad and this kid was a wonder kid since the age of like literally like 16 and we got when we got him for 30 million I would, I knew it was a steal right then and there
2: mm-hmm.
1: like he played in his first half season, when we got him on loan, I was ecstatic. I couldn't believe that we were able <laughs> to pull him on loan, first of all. And then when we signed him permanently for thirty million, I'm like, this this is golden. This is one of the most golden transfers Arsenal has ever made. Because usually, like, we're overpaying like crazy for players. Like the fact that we paid seventy two mil for Nicola Pepe, and we got a player like Odegaard for thirty million. It seems like. Through Arsenal's transfer history, it's always overpaying for the big players, and then, you know, the players we sell are leaving for nothing. But this was a beautiful exception to that, because Odegaard is one of the most important players, if not the most important player in this team. And we got him for was almost nothing for a club like
2: Arsenal, who spends so much this window I mean, you said it all. What I,
0: if you will, will go on my ode to Martin Odegaard. It's not just his talent, because I truly believe that whenever he steps on the field, nine times out of ten, he is the most talented player on the field. It's not just the talent, it's the mentality. And I think that's why he was named captain. He is just, like, without question, the most, the highest soccer IQ player on the field at all times. He knows how to manage games. And, like, he's, like, 24, 25. Like, he, he's, like, Mark Noble and, like, prime Xavi all in one. Like, <laughs> I, I could not have asked for... And also, the fact that he's not, like, a six... 'Cause like a if you lead from, from a six of the center back position, that's fine. Um but you can't really lead the attack. And when you're a goal down, you kinda need somebody to lead by example going forward. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what Martin Odegaard did against Fulham. That's exactly what Martin Odegaard will continue to do going forward. I was certainly um what's the word I'm looking for here? I wouldn't say I I was questioning the martin odegaard captaincy decision i would say i was curious as to i trusted arteta but i i was curious as to what made odegaard captain material and i Mm. am not curious anymore
1: i it's pretty no. you can see it on the field his leadership he is a vocal leader and like just tactically too like
0: he's not over the top like screaming at his players like he doesn't want to it it's brilliant right now it's brilliant um when things start to go south for arsenal which undoubtedly it does the long season that's when captains are tested that's when the captain's curse the arsenal captain's curse has has bitten some players in the past but again it's a uh, sunshine and roses right now so can't complain too much but some complaints people had about arsenal as a whole this weekend was that they were celebrating this 2-1 win to Fulham a little bit too hard. What did you have to say about that?
1: It's just salt. It's pure salt. It's all it is. Like, you know, we had to deal with this stuff last season with, uh, what was it, Ashley Young, who was uh, commenting after uh, Arsenal beat uh, Aston Villa <sighs> last year. Like, One of the wins in
0: the Sky Sports
1: booth. <laughs> wins in the Premier League get more valuable, you know, by the match week, by the season. Every, every single week, a win in the Premier League is getting more and more valuable. And these fans understand that. I don't care, you know, if it's a Man City fan or, you know, a Bournemouth fan who very clearly are in desperate need of wins. <laughs> you know, if you earn a hard-fought win from a tough position, you should celebrate it. Like, you know, maybe not like you just won the title, but just really go for it and enjoy it. And Arsenal fans are loving life right now. And there's no reason why they should stop loving life until Arsenal get battered.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. It's, for me, it's, you need to be an
0: Arsenal. There was no Arsenal fans on Twitter, and I did some research. Hardly any Arsenal fans that were like, Goodwin, but it's Bournemouth. All the people that were like, goodwin win, but it's Bournemouth were all the other fans of the top six. And you really don't understand what this win means, unless you're an Arsenal fan, and I've been an Arsenal fan for a couple of years, because you know, and I called you up to tell you, minutes after the final whistle, this is not a game that Arsenal win any time in the last decade. It's just not not with any of the managers, not with any of the players, not with any of the captains. It's not a game. That arsenal win in the past but this year with this group of players they did they absolutely did uh conceding a goal like Gabriel did in the 56th minute after dominating 56 minutes of play and then going down one nothing you know don't score get scored on that's when old arsenal teams would turn in on one another lose focus Arsenal fans, let me just shout out the Arsenal fans real quick. Yeah, because same with they the Arsenal were fans, the Ars- the journalists who were at the stadium, whether Arsenal correspondents or not, could not have enough good things to say about the Arsenal fans. As soon as Gabriel led in that goal, it was all positivity because they knew that this was a different Arsenal team. This is an Arsenal mm-hmm. team that could screw their head on tight at. 56 minutes down one nothing, and say, we got 30 minutes of soccer ahead of us, 35 plus minutes of soccer ahead of us. Let's get it done. Yeah. And they did. And the fans are behind him for that entire time. And it, that, that's how you win Premier League games. That's how you win Premier Leagues. That's how you do it. You, you're going to go down one nothing to Fulham or down one 2 nothing to Crystal Palace at home like City did. It's going to happen. Those are the games you need to get three points from. It's a different Arsenal team. And you don't know that unless you're an Arsenal fan. And that's why they got so much criticism.
1: Yeah, this was... I really do want to point out the fans because, honestly, even as an Arsenal fan, I've always almost had a disliking for, like, the general mass of Arsenal fans. And the general lack of positivity and Mm -hmm. having the instinct to just point the finger rather than, you know, get behind the team. Now, I'm, I'm a pessimist, okay? I will not deny that in any shape or form. Don't need
0: to tell me. <laughs> yeah. I am right up there with you, buddy.
1: Yeah. I am I'm a pessimist for the sake of controlling my expectations just because of mm. how Arsenal have performed in recent years. But what I will say is that I've always tried to have optimism in the short term for players you know if they make a mistake if you know we have a bad loss as you know like i wasn't really concerned about arsenal after three games obviously there was some concern but i wasn't concerned (laughs) overall yeah Yeah, (laughs) like such an awful long time ago (laughs) (laughs) yeah like i wasn't ready to you know say arteta out like i was Hmm. i was more positive than the rest of the arsenal uh fan base. And I've always kind of disliked that about the Arsenal fan base, but right now it is just all positivity and especially in the bad moments. You know, when players are making mistakes. And that's, you mistakes. And that's, that's when you need the fans the most. Fans. And yep. it just shows the growing and changing culture around the club and it's great to watch from a fan's perspective.
0: Awesome to see. Absolutely awesome to see And with that that will round out our top 3 game week games this Match week four. Some of the out of town scores this week. Southampton zero. Manchester United one. Bruno Fernandez goal gives Man United all three points. Chelsea two. Leicester City one. Despite a twenty eighth minute Conor Gallagher red card. Raheem Sterling follows it up with a brace. Harvey Barnes pulls one back. But Chelsea high hang on to all three points there. Uh nice for Sterling to get his first goal and yeah. second goal for He's Chelsea League. It. Now off and running. Brighton one. Leeds United zero. Brighton.
1: Brighton, they are right? They're cooking at the moment. They've only scored five goals this season, but they're they've Brighton managed three four. wins and they're in top four. So Brighton sit three points clear of fifth in Champions League. Let that I believe they have only conceded one goal too.
0: Brentford won, Everton one points are shared uh between the two clubs. Everton now sit in the relegation zone, Brentford up to 10th, decent position for Brentford early in the season, Wolves won, Newcastle won, couple of absolute bang-a-langers in this game, I don't yeah. know if you saw these, Get but St. the Maximon Ruben Neves on the one plane. was, yeah, the <laughs> Ruben Neves one was, you know, a classic Ruben Neves, Yeah, and then that St. Maximon one, uh, by the way, Alan St. Maximon is my player of the season right now, he, and it's not even fucking close, he is ridiculous. Re- <laughs> ridiculous nah, he's like crazy. you it is he is must-see television right now when he steps on the field mm. you gotta watch like if you are Maximon, a fan of soccer mm-hmm. if you're a fan of soccer you gotta watch this guy mm-hmm. play he is un-fucking-believable
1: <laughs> i don't say Maximon is the definition of uh the streets won't forget player <laughs> yeah like <laughs> this guy is like yeah. prime
0: <laughs> Hatem ben arfa right now yeah Aston Villa Nil, West Ham one. West Ham pick up their first points of the season, I first believe. Their first of the goal season. of the season <laughs> <laughs> versus a somehow weaker Aston Villa squad. West Ham sit 16th, while Aston Villa sit fifteenth, both on three points. And then Nottingham Forest zero, Tottenham two. Uh I watched all 90 minutes of this game because my yeah. is, I watched it with my roommate nice who's a Spurs fan. And I liked what I saw from Nottingham Forest. To be honest, they they looked pretty good. I think they maybe deserve the point from this game. Tottenham again. Uh, let me check here. Forty four percent possession for Tottenham. So uh, business as usual, as you might say.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I've, I'm growing to. Football.
1: I'm growing to just get used to the fact that there's an illusion when you're watching Spurs play that they're getting outplayed, when in reality it's exactly what Conte wants
0: and they do it again three points can argue with three points and that rounds out the out-of-town scores for the week and we look forward to not one but two match weeks this week we got a midweek and a weekend matches some nice fixtures in there but first we start with our goal picks ethan how did we fare last week
1: last week we had definitely for both of us our best picks for goals both coming from singular players for our teams, but good amount of goals nonetheless. I managed to get Erling Holland, and he had three goals this week. Unfortunately, no goals for my other two players, Danny Welbeck and Awoniyi, who was a result God, of who a was block. Your block? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I forget who he blocked. You really didn't
0: pick Awoniyi? He was on such good form. <laughs> I
1: don't think he even started, but. Nottingham Forest <laughs> got shut out anyway. Anyway, so, I had 20 Shen last week, so I guess it Yeah. <laughs> anyway, my team had three points this week. Brain's team had two points, both courtesy of Harry Kane against Nottingham Forest. His other two players were Marcus Rasher and then Danny Ings, who both blanked in their games respectively. So that takes the season tally to 5-4 in my favor. So again, very close. It, it's going to be hard to like... Again? pull away within, like, a single match week. It's That's probably going to come down to the wire. So,
0: with that being said, uh, you want to go first or you want me to go first?
1: You can go first. I feel like I usually go first. All right.
0: First, so. I will go
2: first. Let me pull up my pick. All right. Are you ready? I am ready. My first pick this week is a gut one. Gut feeling. Raul Jimenez. Hasn't scored yet. He's
0: a good soccer player. Good soccer players score goals. He's got Bournemouth away and then Southampton at home. Two relatively favorable matchups. He's a a good goal scorer. He doesn't have a goal this year yet, I don't think. And he's got to get on the score sheet sometime. hoping it's this week. Another one. This one is is a personal favorite of mine. Leandro Trossard. Two favorable matchups again. Fulham and Leicester have been leaking goals like crazy. At Fulham, home to Leicester. Trossard has been at the heartbeat of a very, very good Brighton team so far. Haven't scored a ton of goals, but haven't conceded. I think they are the best defensive record in the league so far. So, Jimenez and Trossard. And my third one is my uh my stab. It's a player I just had to get because he is absolutely scoring a goal in one of these two games. And it's Gabriel Jesus. I uh, I need to have him this week. I'm praying you don't have him because I didn't even think about this one. I'm just praying you don't have him. What do you got for me?
2: I've got real Jesus. God!
0: <laughs> Fudging, damn it.
1: I pretty all much right. picked him, I think, all but one week because I just can't let you have him. <laughs> I really can't. He's he, he's I knew eventually you'd have to take him. He's scoring a brace at least at Aston Villa, maybe at
0: United. Because he is going to, let me just say this, he's going to pop his freaking asshole in this Man United game. <laughs> First big six game at Arsenal with the way he's playing? Forget about it. Anyway, can't have him.
2: No, you can
0: uh, We will discuss off pod who my replacement will be, but for now, let's assume it's a 1-E. <laughs>
1: It's a fair assumption. I'm not going to say it's not a woony. (laughs) 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 Anyway. When you're ready. So, in the same way that, you know, you took Gabriel Jesus, went for a bit of a risky one. All of my picks are crazy obvious and high profile. Assuming that maybe you only took one of them and that at least I Mm -hmm. get the other two. Because double match week, I'm just going all out for it. So my first pick is Harry Kane. Again, mm-hmm. he's just scoring goals right now. Somewhat favorable matchups. West Ham, they're not performing well. They are performing well defensively though. They're not conceding that many goals. But anyway, Spurs of West Ham away, and then Fulham at home. Kane should grab a couple. Next one is Erling Holland. You probably picked him again because you know I love Erling Holland, and I have so much confidence. You do in love him. Erling and he's playing against Nottingham Forest and Aston Villa, and even though he's so obvious, he probably just had to make sure I didn't have him again. We'll see. And then I have Mohamed Salah, somehow didn't score in the nine-nil drubbing against Bournemouth.
0: We'll have to talk about that a little. bit. <laughs> yeah,
1: solid, one. solid. Uh, <laughs> almost captains almost more and FPL than a nine-nil <laughs> are punching the air right now. So yeah, my picks, Harry Kane, Erling Holland, Mohamed Salah, very risky, obvious picks.
2: How many am I gonna get out of them? You can have Salah. You got Holland and Kane. Holland, Kane, and Son. Oh shit. So you did you went damn
0: it. Oh, Maybe it's you who's getting a 1-E this week. <laughs> <laughs> Is it possible
1: we both have a 1-E? <laughs> how does for Moore sound? I tell you what, I love, love me a bit of for Moore. You know how I feel about him. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to have three players
0: combined this week, and the other three will be uh, the worst three strikers we can come up with. So this is going to be a freaking nightmare, but it's a chance to pull away <laughs> for one of us because, uh, yeah. one of us will have Erling, ha- uh, Muhammad Salah, and the other one will have Jimenez and Trossard. Mm. So I was thinking on, about
1: taking both point. Jimenez and Trossard actually, before I decided to just say, fuck it. I'm going with <laughs> the most obvious. Pick. Maybe you'll think twice. Yeah. Maybe you'll think twice will. next time. My other picks for you were Kevin De Bruyne and Gabriel Martinelli. Cause I've, Want to have a bit of Arsenal insurance.
0: I changed my pick from Martinelli to Jesus. So. Oh, well, it wouldn't matter. Uh,
1: anyway. year arrives. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> all he the is same. inevitable.
0: <laughs> Match predictions Liverpool, Newcastle. Ethan, what do you got?
1: I have Liverpool 3, Newcastle 0. Despite Newcastle playing pretty good recently. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's a bit bold, I'd say. But Liverpool are at Anfield again. Great atmosphere at Anfield, as usual. So, I think Liverpool seem to be back to their best. I know that after one game, it's a bit short-sighted, possibly. But, again, you know, it's just a gut-feeling thing. I think Newcastle maybe are going to have the off day. It's gonna No team has it easy going into Anfield. So, yeah, I think Liverpool are going to win comfortably 3 0. That's my pick.
2: What's your pick? I respectfully disagree. And That's for a... really one reason, it's because there's
0: a matchup on the field.
1: Oh, oh, oh okay. Be, okay. Oh, I forgot about this. That is going to be
0: <laughs> absolute must see television for any enjoyer of content, not even soccer. Just. Enjoyer of all things Societal And that is Alan St. maximon Versus Trent Alexander Arnold
1: I perhaps
2: Did not mean this <laughs> was important
0: <laughs> Alan St. Maximon
2: Is going to uh, Never mind I'm going <laughs> to keep this PG
0: Newcastle won Liverpool won
2: yeah,
1: fair prediction. I'm going to stick with my prediction just because I already said it and I'm a man of my word. But you know like the meme where it's like they have like the clothes like laid out on the bed like in like the way they're going to wear it. Like yeah. that's like how Alan St. Maxima is like setting up like, bed, like the day before the uh the Liverpool game. Oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> Trent is like you can't
0: show like I know the trainer is sitting in the room with trent and is like don't show him onto his right foot like don't get him 1v1 mm. him back into the middle we're yeah. gonna have henderson there waiting for you like this guy's gonna wreak havoc but we're gonna try to contain him
1: and trent's like come on man kyle like, walker didn't even break. stand a chance and kyle walker is exactly. like <laughs> it's probably i'd say three times the defender that it's trent alexander arnold is It's going to get ugly on that right-hand side. There might be blood. Let's just say that. Everton-Liverpool, what do you got? I have 2-1 to Liverpool. I think that, obviously, I said before that I think Liverpool have finally found their groove a bit. But nonetheless, going into Goodison for the Merseyside derby has never been an easy feat even though Liverpool have usually been successful. Everton are going to be insanely stubborn. It's going to be a great in atmosphere. Everton are going to pack it in. They're going to be very difficult to break down. Honestly, I'm surprised to have Everton scoring a goal in here because I think they're <laughs> going to get into Liverpool's final third like twice this game. But in the end, Liverpool's quality is just going to win out over uh, you know, 11 men behind the ball Everton, which I presume will be the case. So, that's my pick. Again,
0: I'm going to have to respectfully disagree. Uh, I'm not sure how much you know about Goodison Park on Merseyside Derby days, but uh, there is just about a 0% chance that Everton are getting, like, not shut out maybe, but, like, they are generating chances in this game. It doesn't matter what Everton side this is, what year they're having, what year they're coming off of, what players are in this team, age, experience, doesn't matter. This is a game that you get up for. It, it's sim- simple as that. Uh, Aaron Gordon is very talented. Demar Gray is very, very talented. I, I don't care what kind of form they're on. Are they going to lose the game? Yes, they'll lose 2 nothing, But they will have chances. And I would not be surprised if Everton score a goal um Anthony Gordon's on fantastic form. No matter what form both teams are coming in on, it's this is the what the derby of all derbies in my opinion. They truly hate each other. The fans will be up every single tackle, every single pass, every single through ball, every single final third entry. Everyone's on their feet, raucous crowd. <sighs> I'm going to say I'm going to say 1-1 because I want to be controversial. Do I, do I really think that? Not really. But I think I don't believe in Darwin Nunez, and I think Darwin Nunez will find the starting lineup again, even though Firmino's on good form. Or Darwin Nunez will get subbed on early, 60th minute, something like that. And I don't believe in Darwin Nunez, so I think he will slow down this attack. Um, and Liverpool, let's be honest, are they back? Yes, but this isn't the best season for them. Clearly, they're missing Mane. In years past, I would have said they would have taken care of this game regardless of the atmosphere, but this year, I think they could stumble. 1-1, I think, is a fair result. You said 3-0, 2-0? I said 2-1. 2-1. So,
1: I I still like
0: close. 2-1 Liverpool. Manchester United hosting Arsenal on Sunday morning.
1: So, I have United 2, Arsenal 2. I think this is Mm going to be an open game. I think both of these sides are going to be willing to attack the other. Again, I'm going to have to bring the atmosphere into play here because this will be United's first game back at Old Trafford since the Liverpool game. This is going to be obviously not just as big a game, but also a massive, massive game for United. Mm -hmm. And the Old Trafford crowd is going to, knowing the impact that they had in the Liverpool game, they're going to be almost as loud. Again, I don't think they'll ever reach the kind of atmosphere they had in that Liverpool game. But they're going to make it very difficult for Arsenal. And if they if they have to play in Old Trafford even half as loud as it was against Liverpool, they're going to have issues. But nonetheless, obviously, Arsenal have been perfect so far this season. So I find it very difficult very difficult impossible Is say they'll lose this game I'm not saying that they couldn't it's the premier league manchester united's a good team anything can happen of course but i don't think they're gonna have enough to get over the line and take all three points in Old trafford so i think in a very what i expect to be a very open and exciting game the spoils will be shared
2: in any other year Ethan. I believe that Manchester United win this game.
0: 2-1, 3-2. Almost identical to the game last year uh, at Manchester United. Eventful, but Arsenal come out in the losing end.
2: But not this year. This is a different Arsenal team. Arsenal 2, United 0.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't give a fuck about the environment. Fuck Old Trafford. <laughs> Three points to the Gunners. Moving on. To our outro segment. Yes. A little bit of a two man wall versus this mm-hmm. week. Ethan, would you like to explain how it's going to go down?
1: Yeah, so we're going to be competing one on one against each other. In a fairly simple concept, one person will challenge the other to name players within a certain category. And the person that is being challenged will have to say how many players within that category they think they can name. For example,. In 30 seconds. Yes, in 30 seconds. I could challenge Brayden to name as many Arsenal players as he possibly can. He tells me that he thinks he can name, say, 16 players. Now, I can either challenge him to name 16 players within 30 seconds, or I can one-up him by saying, well, I could name 17. And then it go back and forth until one player thinks basically, like, no way. That's cap Mm -hmm. and challenges the other. If the other gets it, he gets a point. If the person can't get it, then the other person gets a point.
2: We got it. (laughs) They can't answer, but I'm assuming they got it. So let's start off with
0: members of the 2014 U.S. Men's National Team World Cup squad. You got your patriotic brain on?
1: I think there's an American flag somewhere out of reach on this desk from our 4th of July podcast. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm
2: not feeling that confident in my abilities. I'm going to (laughs) say six. (laughs) I could do seven. Uh, I think, not deep within me, I think I could do eight. This is tough because I think I could do nine, but I don't
0: know if you can do eight. I'm going to say I can do nine. I'll do nine.
1: Okay. Thank God, because I don't think I could have done eight. <laughs> <Go> <laughs> <on>. <laughs> Let's try to put on poker face. All right. I don't
2: think I was going to get eight. 30 seconds.
1: Okay. Are you ready? I am ready. Three, two, one, go.
0: Tim Howard, Josie Altador, Clint Dempsey, uh,
2: Demarcus Beasley. Omar Gonzalez, Jermaine Jones, uh, fuck, what was his name? Fuck. That's six. I need nine. Uh, Timothy Chandler. How much time mm-hmm. do I have? You have five seconds.
0: Timothy Chandler. Uh,
2: Graham Zuzi. That's time. Oh. You got I...
1: Eight. All of them missed. are on there. Um yeah. Oh that sounds annoying. Uh did you say Michael Bradley? I said Michael Bradley. Okay. Uh DeAndre Yedlin, did you say him?
0: Yeah, De- I didn't say DeAndre Yedlin.
1: John Yeah, he was on the team. Fuck. <sighs> John- of course!
0: <laughs> John Brooks and Gets Ghana. Oh my god.
1: Chris Wandelowski. I wasn't thinking about
0: the games. If I was thinking about the games. Yeah. See, I was I was thinking I was thinking about the Portugal game. That's how I got Jermaine mm-hmm. Jones.
1: Yeah. If you're thinking about the games, right. you could also come up with Julian Green. <clears throat> that's true. Yeah, that's true. And Chris mm. Wondolowski. Yeah. All
0: right. Premier League, 100 goal
2: scorers. This one you might have a little more success with. Mm. I'll start us off with 10. 10. I think I could do... <clears throat> I think I could do 12. Thirteen. you can't think of them in your head and then count
0: <laughs> you Go have five ahead. seconds 13. to respond 13 yeah you want me to do 13 yeah all right let's do it I, do.
1: I want i want to like be able to do one on my own but i also don't think you can name 13 13 stuff fine. Are you ready? (laughs) Yep. Three, two,
2: one, go. Kane, Aguero, Lukaku, Shearer, Defoe, Sheringham, uh, Andy Cole, Thierry Henry, Ian Wright, that's nine. Daniel Sturridge? Just keep going. You can. I can see if I can count later. Uh, fuck, 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 fuck.
1: That's time. <laughs> I don't I think, think I had Sturge, so much more in my head. Isn't there? Oh,
0: Didier Drogba I could have got. I
1: don't think he even said Rooney.
0: <laughs> Rooney. oh my god.
1: Henri? On my team. Did you say Henri? I said Henri. I said Henri. Bird Camp? I had like 10. Bird Camp has
0: 100? I thought he had like 80-something.
1: I'm pretty... Actually, hold on. Let me check. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's 100. Okay, well, you could have said I, I was going to say Bergkamp, but I was Did you say Gerard positive? and Lampard?
0: Jared and Lampard, I'm so Gigs.
2: Giggs. Oh, my God. Um, Giggs is
0: 100?
1: Huh. Yeah, Ronaldo has 100.
0: Peter Crouch, Emil Heskey. <laughs> Maybe we'll cut this whole segment out of the podcast, you know? We don't need to expose <laughs> my lack of ball knowledge like that.
1: Jamie Vardy. I was put the
0: spot, okay. Jamie Vardy is 100 Premier League goals.
1: Well over 100 Premier League goals.
0: Wow. I, 133. I there we go. Holy fuck. Maybe I'm just... I just think 100 Premier League goals is way too Sol- much. Sala
1: has bit. over 100.
0: I went for the big fish, and I thought 100 was a lot. Turns out Mane like, oh, has 100.
1: over
2: 100. Sterling you is kidding over 100. Me? <laughs> Sterling has over 100 Premier League goals? 111. Are you sure that's not, like, all domestic competitions or something? I'm sure. I would have said like 72 Premier League goals versus Raheem Sterling. Ballon d'Or winners. Mm. I think I can do seven. I think I can do eight.
0: <laughs> All right, do eight. All right. Ready? Yep. Three, two, one, go.
1: Messi, Ronaldo, R9 Ronaldo, Luka Modric, Kaká, Shevchenko, Platini, Zidane, uh, well, that's eight. how many is that? Oh, it's eight. Okay. Uh, Michael Owen. Keep going if you want. Um, Van Basten, uh, Van Basten? pretty sure. I think he has more than one. I think he has like two. Uh, Beckenbauer, um,
0: Marco Van Basten does not have. Marco Van Basten does not have. Oh wait, have he has, one? he does. He has three. He has three. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, well, you crossed it. You had like 13. Royth does he have any? All right. sure. Croyf has a couple. You'd think.
0: But I don't see you him. Know. Oh, there he is. Yeah, he has three. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, clearly, my ball knowledge <laughs> is negative and yours is insane. Lev Yashin won a Ballon d'Or.
1: Yeah, I was I was going to say that. He's the only goalkeeper it's ever won one.
0: Hmm. Anyways. Thank you for showing me up live on our own <laughs> podcast anytime uh, with that <laughs> we will say so long enjoy not it's one revenge for ethan versus
1: weeks. twitter by the way because i've that is i've uh, Ethan versus Twitter in the last two weeks
0: Ethan versus twitter will be back for revenge after two full match weeks of soccer let me tell you we're just
1: gonna go back and forth with just ethan versus twitter <laughs> and two men wall versus because clearly there's a big gap in our abilities in these games
2: Anyway, enjoy not one but two match weeks. Adios. See ya.